I'm sure, Chester, for a special holiday edition of the Seco Sports Forum, thought go to a, an old device that print reporters use. It's called the notebook. So when you have a slow period of time or like during the holidays, you wind up doing what they call a notebook, little items that you put down that you want to comment on. And that's what I thought I'd do today. We just don't have any special guests and I didn't want to get anybody tied up to do anything this week. We'll go back to our regular schedule next. But we do have some items I did want to talk about. First off, the state football tournament, the Division I championship game has been decided, the, the location and the participants. It will be Saturday, 1 o'clock, William Ball Stadium in Exeter. And uh, it should be a jam-packed stadium that day because you have two dynamite teams going at it. The number three seed, Bedford Bulldogs, the defending champions, taking on the Londonderry Lancers. And uh, they were seeded fourth in the tournament. It's going to be an interesting uh, combination of two teams that have been to the finals now for the past three consecutive years uh, going at it. Bedford obviously wants to uh, take and hold on to that title. And the Lancers want to show that they, A, deserve to be there and that uh, they want to reclaim the title that they had two years ago. So they have a unique team for quarterbacks. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Bedford reacts. Bedford has a dominant quarterback, a kid named Danny Black. He has some good targets. He has a, a good uh, running back. So this is going to be what I like to call, and I steal this from and one of the wrestling commentators, a slobber knocker. And I think this is going to be a big turnout. Uh, the day weather-wise is supposed to be a good day, so there's no excuses for the turf being slippery or whatever. It's going to be a great day. So if you're looking for a, a great way to cap off the holiday weekend, William Ball Stadium, 1 o'clock Saturday, the Division One NHIAA Football Championship, Londonderry, being hosted by Bedford, Bedford being the home team only because of their third seed in the rankings. And uh, just finished up the UNH football season, and uh, I was glad that they came out on top of their traditional contest against the UMaine Black Bears. They won the Bryce Cowell Musket for the second consecutive year, so we keep it right here in the Granite State where it belongs. It was a great finish for the season for the seniors, uh, big win over UMaine. The fact of the matter is that I think we'll see uh, the quarterback, Max Brosmer, back next season for the Wildcats. He still has one year of eligibility left, and he's had a super season. And Dylan Lauby, the running back, he did not participate in the UMaine game. Uh, he got dinged up in the game the previous week against Monmouth, so he did not, repeat, did not participate in the game. Uh, he was acknowledged, though, in the senior day activities and got a big, big, big ovation because he has put it all out there both as a uh, running back and a, uh, a receiver for Max Brosmer. And the defense, I was proud of them. This this wasn't a shootout game with high scoring on both sides. They uh, The defense kept the... Black Bears in check. So good contest, good way to end the season for the UNH Wildcats. It wasn't the way they really wanted to end it. They were looking forward to going to a 
one of the FCS playoffs. And uh, that isn't going to happen this year. But, well, it'll be a rebuilding year next year in the sense that won't have Dylan Lobby. And if Brosner does come back, you've got a solid quarterback. If he stays healthy and, and a couple of guys uh, at tight end and wide receiver come through for him. Uh, we saw uh, Isaac Seed in the backfield in that UMaine game, and, and that gave us a lot of hope because he is he is solid. That kid is solid uh, as a running back. So a lot of good things in store. I think Rick Santos and his crew will go to the transfer portal, look and see what's out there, and hopefully bring back a couple of uh, key elements to the UNH Wildcat defense and offensive lines. So that helps too. And let's see where else is in my notebook. I did put down a note about Turkey Day. So there's a tradition of Turkey Day games, especially in the state of Massachusetts. And uh, I, Nashua still, I believe, has a game between one of the Nashua teams, Nashua North or South, and they go up against Bishop Girton. There was talk, Jay Pinsadell mentioned that maybe, maybe in the near future, uh, it'll be the Exeter Winnicunit Turkey Day game. That would be really nice. I would love to see that happen. I'd also like to see something that Roger... Brown has suggested that we have a preseason uh, seacoast tournament of sorts, uh, similar to what they do up in Manchester, so that they have a round robin. Uh, each team from the seacoast uh, that's invited or wants to participate would get in there for at least mm, a quarter, maybe a half of a game, and it, it do it for charity. It's a tune-up for charity, and, and I think it would be a big winner here in the seacoast, and we could do it right at William Ball Stadium and fit a lot of people. Uh, that's the notebook. The only other thing I have left, the two-minute drill. Patriots, Mac Jones. You know, I understand the feeling of, well, futility for Patriots fans that they haven't seen the results for Mac Jones or the Patriots as a whole. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting so now I feel bad for Mac Jones. I, I haven't dumped on him. I'm not a big Bailey Zappy guy or any of these other quarterbacks they've got waiting in the wings. And I'm not really in favor of wasting a pick on a quarterback in the upcoming draft next year. I think that that's really a stretch. I think that if you look at some of these quarterbacks that they pull out of college that have all the credentials, it's a 50-50 proposition. It's the team they're going to has to have all the elements in place, the the good front line. I mean, that was one thing Tom Brady had in his favor. He had a real good front line and protecting him, keeping him off his butt. And and Mac Jones just hasn't had that. He doesn't have the wide receiving talent either. And the big thing that Brady had that Mac Jones doesn't have is a real solid dump out guy. And I'm talking about Gronkowski, uh, people like uh, uh, Edelman, uh, Amendola, people that he had along the way that he could he could just look to as a checkoff and and throw to. Uh, Mac Jones isn't seasoned enough. He's he baptism under fire, I guess is the best phrase. I'd like to see this kid get a chance. He seems to have his ego in check. I'm sure he thinks he's talented because he went to Alabama. He played successfully there. Uh, I think we all expected more from him. But hey, give the kid a chance. I mean, if he doesn't do anything the rest of the season, then maybe they should look elsewhere. But right now, I mean, of the choices they have, I was hoping, and, and I'm going to go back to the high school level for a minute, Londonderry, the Lancers, use four quarterbacks. Now, talk about screwing up a defensive scheme for the other team. Uh, I don't see any problem with the Patriots at this point 
putting Mac Jones in and rotating him out with Bailey Zappi or any of the other guys that are standing in the wings. Uh, give the defense on the other side a, a kind of a challenge to figure out what's going on. And that's what's going to happen in that high school game. Londonderry has four quarterbacks. Bedford's going to have to figure it out. They've got one solid guy that, that's behind the helm of, of their attack. So it's easier to scheme from a Londonderry side. So let's get back to the Patriots and wrap it up. Mac Jones, give them a chance. If they want to do a two-quarterback tandem for the rest of the season, what have they got to lose? I mean, Bill Belichick, everybody's dumping on him too. He is the greatest of all time. But the, as I said in our previous podcast, I think times have changed. The mentality of the player coming into the NFL is different now. So he's having trouble adjusting to that. And that's another story maybe for another day. And, and Belichick is probably the only one that could answer for that. But the last thing I'll say is for the next four weeks, uh, give Mac a chance. <laughs> let's let's just take and, and chill out and relax. And that's why I want to say to close out this particular episode, I hope everybody has a very healthy and safe and happy Thanksgiving weekend. If you're going to be doing any of that Black Friday shopping, be safe, be careful, get your bargains. <laughs> and for the next four weeks, uh, we're going to be winging it. We'll have a recap show next week of what went on at the championship uh, division one game. Uh, we'll also probably take a look at some of the upcoming basketball that's going to be going on. The season starts early this year in the state of New Hampshire, so we'll be looking at that too. Spread the word if you're enjoying the program. We really, really appreciate all the comments we get and and uh, as many listeners as we can get. So pass the word. And thanks again to Jim Tufts for inviting me to be a part of the Special Olympics bowling tournament a couple of weeks ago. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. This is Sherm Chester. On behalf of the gang, Bill Taylor, Sam Bruno, Roger Brown, hoping that you have a very safe and happy holiday season and catch us on the next edition of the Seaco Sports Forum podcast.